Did you know you can support your local independent bookstore and me in my efforts to promote books that feature women in aviation by shopping for your next aviatrix read on the Literary Aviatrix website? I built the website to serve as a central source to search and find books featuring women in aviation, and it was important to me to offer you the opportunity to buy from independent sellers. If the book you're interested in is available on bookshop.org, you'll find a link to purchase through my affiliate account on my website, which means I'll receive a small portion of the sale to support the content you love. Blue skies and happy reading. Hello and welcome to the Aviatrix Writers Room. I'm Liz Booker and I'm continuing my conversation with author Sarah Ackerman about her new release, The Uncharted Flight of Olivia West. Fewer than 10% of pilots and aircraft mechanics are women. These are their stories of tenacity, adventure, and courage. Stories with the power to inspire, heal, and connect. Welcome to the Literary Aviatrix community, where we leverage the power of story to build and celebrate our community and inspire the next generation of aviation. Welcome back, Sarah. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So uh, in the first portion of our interview, you mentioned that you came to writing and publishing in your 40s, what, and, and that you had started with poetry. But what really like put you over the edge? What, what jump-started you? And when did you decide to sit down and how'd you go about it? Well, I think what happened was, so I had always been a teacher and a school counselor. I was an educator and... Um, I had shifted gears slightly and I was teaching, I went from teaching in the classroom, then I taught online. And um, the school that I was working at ended up shutting down. Hmm. And so suddenly for the first time, I actually had time for myself Mm -hmm. um, to kind of think, is this what I want to be doing? And um, it was kind of one of those big pivotal moments. And I decided I was going to go to acupuncture school and um, it was a four-year program. And so during that, it was a night program though. And so I had a lot more time during the day mm-hmm. and I just, I, I don't know exactly. I think I had kind of done this whole little program or was a book that was like how to change your life kind of thing. And, um, and then that motivated me to just start writing. And I have three unpublished novels before my first published book. Ah. And I was going to writers conferences and, um, just writing a lot, reading books on writing and and then my fourth book got me a, an agent. Wow. So you wrote four novels before you were able to nail down an a- agent. Hmm. Yeah. And I had for that one that got me the agent, I had sent it out a bit, not getting any bites. And then I hired a freelance editor ah. and she helped me. She helped me just take it up a notch. Yeah. yeah. So. And that was the thing that put, put you over the edge, you think? Mm-hmm. So what was that Definitely. process for you? How did you find your agent? Just through regular old querying. Yeah. I sent out, I mean, I had sent out hundreds in the past, my previous three books. Uh, and I had met a couple agents at writers conferences, but nothing ever came to that, came from that. Oh, and so I, I was discouraged, rejection, rejection, rejection. And then I, um, I was, at, they always say, you know, you're at that point where you're about to quit. And then I got a email 
like from my agent or actually as the head of the agency. And she's like, Oh my gosh, we love your book. We were reading it out loud. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, look at you now. Look at you now. (laughs) So yeah, I have that, that email, like my mom was so cute. She framed it. And I still have that letter that email. Yeah, that's an important one to keep. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. What do you think set you apart to keep pushing? Because there are so many writers who who would not have the tenacity to get, you know, rejection after rejection. And, and like you said, be at the point of quitting and then keep going. You know, I just, I had also, I think as part of that whole um, little life-changing book and pivot that I did, I was journaling like my thankful journal every day. And I was just really like visioning it and determined that this is what was going to happen. Wow. And I was like, there's no other option. It's, it has to happen at some point. You made your dreams come true. That's amazing. And, and so, okay. So you made your dreams come true. How has it changed your life? Uh, it's been incredible. I mean, it's, it's that first book when it, you know, you hold it in your hands, it feels very surreal. Mm-hmm. And very exciting. Um, but you know, it's quite a roller coaster. It's definitely a roller coaster. You know, like just because you have an agent doesn't mean you have it made. Just because you have a book, to, one book doesn't mean you have it made. With every book, it's kind of a a struggle and like starting over and hoping that, and then are people going to want to read it and buy it? And so there's a fair amount of pressure and, and all that. But I just, I just love the writing and, and it's so much fun. And, it's yeah, a lot of ups and a lot of downs as well. What do you struggle most with in your writing? Um, you know, early on I had, um, I read that there was, there's that, um, kind of line about never stop writing at the end of a scene, always kind of stop mid scene. And that totally has saved me from writer's block because I always have a point to jump in when you start the next day. So I wouldn't say writer's block. I think it's just, you know, the discipline of just sitting down and writing every day. Um, I wouldn't say I struggle with it, but, you know, you have to really stay on top of yourself to manage your time. Yeah, I love that you include on your website just a little blurb about your process and and how how you go about things. Um, And Mm -hmm. and I saw that you like to write about 700 to 1000 words, and it takes three to four months for you to finish a manuscript. Those are all really interesting to hear from, you know, a working author who has published as many books as you have to understand sort of what that process looks like for somebody who is very consistent and disciplined about it. So thank you for putting that out there. This one, I'm like 900 words a day and then 500 like weekdays and then 500 on the weekend like words. Oh yeah. That's it. Have a little more of a break. Yeah. And And do you write linearly like through the story or do you hop around? Are you a plotter or a pantser? What do you do? You know, in the beginning I was a total pantser, just like, oh, I'm going to write this. And then it becomes hard later on when you encounter things that you realize, Oh no, I, how am I going to work through this? Yeah. And then with the publisher, you kind of really need to plot it out for them. You have to turn in that like 10 page synopsis and, and, but you know, knowing that it can change and they know it can change. So you don't have to stick to it, but I found it really helps. Um, and new things always arise anyway. And you're surprised yourself. Um, but so yeah, I, I've become a plotter. 
And then with the um, with the dual timeline, I write the first storyline first because I know some authors say they'll kind of write one and they'll switch. Yeah. But I'm like, well, I need to know what happens in that whole storyline before yeah. I can write a later storyline. I feel like I would need to be that way too. Yeah, I think um, Kate Quinn was one who she like writes it as she goes, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. I would need to have a clear picture of yeah. what was going on. Yeah, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Um, what's your relationship like? Like when you have a finished manuscript, how do you know it's finished? First of all, like when do you know it's time to send it off to your agent? And is your agent a developmental, like, right? Does she help you with the writing or? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's sort of, it's because with a deadline, I'm like, (laughs) it has to be good enough now, you know? Right. But once I finish it, then I put it aside. I would like to put it aside for longer, but I have to, you know, get it in. So I put it aside for maybe a weekend or something. Then I read through it and realize it's not the greatest book ever written and it needs a lot of work. And so I'll just kind of just fixing like sentences and, you know, making things sound smoother. And then I'll, then I'll turn it in my agent who is really a great editor as well. She gives me just a lot of really good feedback on bigger picture story ideas and then probably work on it for a few weeks two or three weeks. I mean, I'd like to have longer, but I don't. And then I give it to my editor who I have a new editor. So I had the first editor for five books and then Olivia West, um, a new editor. Cause my editor left and, uh, you know, so it's different. It's just getting used to a new editor. She's, she's great as well. Um, and then a, a few back and forth. So I'll send it to her, you know, a month or month and a half and then send it to her. And then I just got back edits last night. So have you ever run into a a place where the editor thinks one thing or your agent thinks one thing and you think another, and do you feel like you, you want to dig in on it? Like, how do you navigate those moments? Sometimes there's usually things, one or two, nothing major usually. And we're usually always able to work through it. I just know they always make the book so much better. They make it so much better. They really push you and they, and they also give you suggestions. Cause sometimes I'm like, well, I know I want to get to this point, but I don't know what to do. You're, you're so close to it. You can't tell. And they're like, Oh, put this here. Or, you know, you need to add more of this. And it's just, it's so much better after they get a hold of it. So what's the one piece of advice that you wish you'd gotten when you were starting out? Um, gosh, I don't know. Honestly, um, that's a hard one. I feel like I had, I feel like you just have to kind of go through the process on your own and figure out what works for you. You know, I had all all this advice, all these books, and it's just gonna, it's a process and it's not a fast. It's, you can't expect it to happen overnight. You know, I mean, it took me, um, I think five or six, five years of writing before I got an agent. And then, um, you know, here I am 11 years after when I started writing. Um, and I'm still just learning so much. And, but I, I kind of feel like I've figured out a process by now. That's wonderful. Of all of the accolades and prizes and all of the things um, that you received, what is your proudest moment? Oh my goodness. Well, that is hard too. You know, I think the thing that 
always affects me the most is when people send me emails and they tell me, you know, my grandfather was at Pearl Harbor. My uncle was, you know, like at Guadalcanal. Um, just like these people with their, their, it seems like everyone has a connection to World War II somewhere in their family, mm-hmm. especially or in, in the Pacific. And um, just to hear from these people. That's neat. It's pretty incredible. And, it, and, you know, they thank me for helping them understand what their family members lived through. Mm-hmm. And so that is really, I think, probably the most rewarding. Yeah, it's great. I think everybody comes at history from a different angle and has to find a way that works for them. And I talk a lot um, on these interviews about how this project has helped me get into history from the perspective of women pilots in ways that I, I didn't identify or couldn't really like get excited about reading um before because mm-hmm. i didn't really identify with the characters and so it's fun to have historical fiction where you can get you know drawn in by the character emotionally and and follow them and then as you go learn about um what people really experience then so that's a beautiful mm-hmm. craft that you and a service that you provide us um to preserve that history you're right. You're right. The emotional part, because when I was in school, I was a terrible history student. I, I did not do well in history. I really struggled with it. And so, um, but yeah, when I read, when they gave us novels, right. I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. Yeah. Yes. And so that, yeah, it makes such a big difference for so many people. Yeah. For so many people, some people love the history and they want the facts and they want like the details. You know, I get that. That's a different kind of reader, but in order to, to make it help it resonate with, with a broader audience, it's nice to have other mm-hmm. ways in. So you provide us a doorway in, um, what are your, what do you envision are your big author dreams? Um, you know, I just would love for my books to just gain a bigger, broader audience. You know, the historical World War II is, you know, it's just definitely, um, it's just not as broad as I guess I would like for it to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's hard with publishers as well. You know, you, they have so many books that are put out these days. I mean, there's just so many books. And so it's really hard to stand out. Um, and you don't have a lot of control over how much your publishers promoting it and getting it out there and stuff. So, um, that, and I would love, of course, probably most authors want to see their books as movies. I just think that these, they're so cinematic mm-hmm. and, you know, there's so many world war II movies that are very battle centric, right. very kind of male centric. Yep. Um, and I think these stories are so amazing about the women and the, and the people kind of in Hawaii, like that were at ground zero, um, living here, living through it. Yeah. Cool to see on film. I agree. I want to see, I want to see movies that feature women in our history for sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to speak heresy right now. Do you after based on what you just said, um, do you ever see a time where you maybe pursue publishing on your own? Um, you know, I thought about it because like I said, I have those three books that are not published. And then I wrote a book in between stuck one in there um, that is not published. We shot that one around, I think in 2020 
and didn't get picked up. And I just love it. And, um, and I also have a book on writing that I wrote 10 steps on how to write a novel that I think is super helpful. Um, and so I think I'm would think about self-publishing any of those. My early ones really need a lot of work though. Yeah. Um, and the writing, I love the stories, but the writing needs a lot of work and I just, I don't have time. Yeah. So that would be my big struggle is when am I going to find the time to do that? But sometimes I think about it because I love stories and, you know, if a publisher isn't going to put them out there, then maybe someday I will. Well, that's amazing. Did your grandparents ever get to read any of your books? No, I wish my grandparents, my grandmother would have loved to know that, you know, she was such a good storyteller and she just was, you know, um, she just always talked about the war. It never was far from their minds, even 30 years later, because it was just such a pivotal, huge part of their life, you know, and, and there was so much darkness and fear, but there was also a lot of connection and, and, you know, she kind of spoke about it with this nostalgia. Yeah. Um, so no, she was, they died younger. My parents both read my first, well, my dad died right, I guess, after my first book came out. Mm. And so he did get to read it. Okay. And then my mom passed away last year. So oh. she, she read a few of them and they were just my biggest fans. Oh, well, that's lovely. It's wonderful. You had that support. Well, Sarah, is there anything else that you wanted to share about writing? Any other wisdom you want to drop for our aspiring writers? Um, I think like we've talked about, it's just a matter of really sticking with it. You know, if you love it, sticking with it, but also be willing, really willing to accept help and accept um, feedback. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. going, I really found that going to conferences was really helpful for me. To, um, in in, in was, what way? Get Like, did you pay for um, manuscript reads? Did you have critique groups? What happened at conferences? No, that you I, I just met with agents, but just in terms of all the workshops and, and reading mm-hmm. and, and hearing other people's stuff critiqued and your stuff critiqued. And, you know, I mean, nowadays it's easier, I think, to find critique partners online and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, if you can't afford a conference, definitely I would say do that. Yeah, for sure. Well, Sarah, it's been wonderful talking with you. We appreciate everything that you've done for, again, for our community by by bringing a female pilot into your story. And and for sharing your wisdom about writing and your like your discipline is absolutely inspiring and i i needed i need to be inspired at this moment cuz i'm a little stuck so <laughs> just getting to talk to you really gets me charged up and i'm like you know what i can do a thousand words a day that's usually my goal too so i just need to get on yeah, with it <laughs> definitely and a lot of times i'm just like oh this is not that interesting this is so not interesting as I'm writing it, you know, and, but I think it's not surprising to us as we're writing it because we already know it. And so, but it is interesting. It just doesn't feel that way at the time. And you can always rework it later too, you know? So as long as you get those words out, I think you're on the right track. Yeah. Well, thank you. I cannot wait to read your new book, The Uncharted Flight of Olivia West, and your other historical novels, because they all sound really fun and fascinating. And I look forward to your next works that come out. Sarah, 
we, where can we find you? Just remind us here in the writer's room. Oh, so um, on Instagram, that's probably the, I'm most active there. Sarah Ackerman Books and Facebook Ackerman Books. Um, and then my website is ackermanbooks as well, .com. Well, great. All the best with the book launch. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you. Thanks so much for listening. I'd like to thank Michael Wilds of Massive and Crew for his support of all things literary aviatrix and for his support of several of our authors with various services tailored to their needs. Massive and Crew is empowering voices, building brands, and shaping cultures. If you need any assistance in your author needs, I highly recommend his support.